listening to SFP Now. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of um, SFP Now and our, and our new review show. This is our third episode. Um, and you know what to say, Max, don't you? Uh, three, three's a charm. Yeah, all good <laughs> things coming threes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's the perfect way to start. Um, should we start with Star Trek Picard, given that it's the third season? Let's do it. Yeah, because and, it, and episode three was the most recent, and, and it was episode three as well. Yeah, yeah it's, a, so, it's threes everywhere. So that <laughs> you know, we're, we're we're synced up today. We're we're using synchronicity. <laughs> uh, should, should we uh, should we actually synchronize watches? I oh no, so. time zone it won't work. Yeah, that'd be weird. It's eleven thirty-four <laughs> here, so it's like five thirty-four where you are. So mm-hmm. that's really weird. um. Anyway, Star Trek Picard, episode three. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's a what, good uh, ex- description. <laughs> I mean, you know, episode one, two, three, you know, they're, they're hitting out of the park because, um, you know, if you compare, if you compare this season thus far with season two and season one, season mm-hmm. two, season one, because it was all pretty much about Picard, it was kind of slow. Yeah. In- and and the pacing wasn't that great uh, because of um, because of because of the service that had to be given to the other characters mm-hmm. and uh, and storylines and stuff like that. But th- this is just um, this is just sort of like this is a TNG film that Nemesis should have been. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, it's it's sort of like every single episode so far has felt like a movie. It's felt like a TNG movie, and we're not really. Uh, and we're not even getting into the uh, main parts of the story yet, although we've had quite a few things revealed. Um, you you seen episode three, right? Yes, yep. just watched it a few hours ago. So so you know about the 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 uh, the Dominion and the and the changelings, and it's sort of yes. like it's a group of changelings that are causing trouble to the Federation that uh, refuse to acknowledge that they lost the war. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that that was a theory some people had and I kind of had two. I was hoping <laughs> because I just loved the Dominion as bad guys. I feel like it's been a missed opportunity not to show the Dominion or the Changelings again since Deep Space 9. And yeah, uh it's also quite realistic in, in a sense when you think about it because um if you look at the 80s, um the US and the UK and the western world was at odds with Russia, right? Because mm-hmm. we had that, we had that little thing called Cold War, yeah, which um, went on for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden the Berlin Wall came down and it kind of all ended and yeah. and, um, and and stuff like that. Well, if you think about it, um, Vladimir Putin could be a changeling. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Because, I wouldn't be surprised considering how the world's been going. <laughs> because he 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 was um, I think before I think he I think he was somewhat involved in the KGB. Yeah, he uh, was in the KGB. During the Cold War. Yeah. And it's uh, in, and you know, given given his behavior with the Ukraine and stuff like that, he's it's kind of like he's trying to rebuild the Soviet Union. So, you know, this this Star Trek sort of series could be based on based on him. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. 
I mean, it's realistic, right? You have a major superpower like Dominion, which is, you know, the Gamma Quadrant version of of the Federation. You know, just because they lost, they wouldn't just disappear and not every single one of them would be happy about it, right? So uh, there would still be hard, you know, hard feelings, be factions that want to get revenge or want to make power plays. So, yeah, I mean, and um, I, I kind of like the way that Raffi and, and Worf hit it off. I thought that I thought the interactions between them were really funny. And I love the introduction where Worf goes, I am Worf, son of Moog and, and all that. <laughs> and then he just changes key completely and he goes, Oh, would you like some calamari tea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just funny. That cracked me up. Um, <laughs> and also we had the um uh, the whole Jack Crusher thing, mm-hmm. um Picard being his father and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um that was kind of obvious, you know, over episode one and two, but I'm glad that the I'm glad that they've done it the way they have because the danger of doing that sort of thing is it could be kind of cheesy. Yeah. I mean, I, I still don't completely buy the reasoning of Beverly for not telling Picard, especially for so long, but, uh, but okay, I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, Picard, he didn't buy it either. No, it, it was kind of, it seemed a little forced. I was hoping there would be something more to it than that. Like I had a theory, which of course didn't happen, but uh, I had a theory that maybe, you know, she was going to have the kid, but he had some kind of genetic, you know, issue that was going to cause the kid's death. So she broke Federation law, made him an augment basically to survive. And she felt like Picard would never go with that. And and that's why she left Federation. So I was like that, that could justify it, I think, you know, and, and it goes along with this whole augment theme that's been going along with a lot of the other shows, Star Trek shows. And that would also play, play well into Picard now being, you know, a positronic robot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, you know, but that apparently is not it. It was just more of a, you know, generic, oh, you said you didn't like kids, whatever. And I, and he he did always say he didn't like kids, but he also had a soft spot for you know Wesley and stuff. I think he's shown over time that you know some people say that, but you know when they actually become a parent, it changes everything. So yeah, I mean, I I kind of liked his relationship with Wesley in the ADT and GC. It's all like it was kind of fatherly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I think I think so. I think it's kind of sucky because it makes Beverly seem a little bit selfish. Um, like she didn't, she should have thought a little bit better of Picard than that to not to leave him out for so long. Because because we know watching these first two seasons of Picard that he kind of regretted never having kids and not having leaving a legacy <laughs> behind. I think that's one of his big regrets, and uh, that and I guess you know a long term relationship. Um, because he made his his career his you know his whole life identity and stuff. Uh, so you know, so it makes perfect sense in the third one to have him actually have a kid and stuff. But it it just kind of I wish they'd come up with slightly better reasoning than they did to explain mm-hmm. Beverly doing it. I heard um, I was actually watching some YouTube videos, uh, some theory videos about Picard the other day, and you know, you know, you know this Vadic. She's not the only villain we've got this season. We're going to have uh, Moriarty and Law coming mm-hmm. into play on the season, right? Yeah. Now I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that plays out and how it how it works. But uh, this theory I feared, it was just too good to pass up and not 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 sort of like uh, mention it here because it was quite a fun one. Mm-hmm. Although it'd be quite complex in in bringing it out, but. The theory is that the first two seasons of Picard have been a simulation, you know, much like uh, much like they, they did with Moriarty when they put Moriarty in that box, mm-hmm. you know. 
well, the, apparently the, the Moriarty's, you know, the simulation of the first two seasons is taking part in, you know, it's taking place in that box, in Moriarty's box. <laughs> that, that's the theory. And I'm, I was just thinking, hmm. I can't see them doing that, but it it would be in, it would be an interesting angle. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but it is an interesting angle. That's something that'd be good for one episode, maybe even part of a season. But you know, if they say like the last two seasons didn't happen, it'd be kind of like, eh. But then then it wouldn't explain. You know, there's other characters like Raffi and and Seven and Nine and stuff too. And I don't know, probably not. But they did steal some other stuff from the Daystrom, and it sounds like maybe that could be lore. Maybe it could be the um. Uh, that hologram maybe maybe something else we don't even know about yet you know maybe 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 law isn't even law i mean all, all we all we've really seen is that brent spiner's in it yeah yeah we Rest don't know i mean it could be b4 for all we know you know b4 mm-hmm. could have upgraded or something <laughs> yeah I mean, we don't know we don't know what their end end goal is I mean, Laura's been a pretty dangerous, dude, right? Well, maybe they're who knows. Maybe they're going to use Laura to try to get Crystalline into the. Uh, there's other ones, right, out there. Maybe I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of things they could do, but it's a. Uh, I know it's kind. Of, it's fun to speculate, you know. Oh yeah, that's one of the big pluses for releasing weekly, like they do, uh, like Paramount does. Versus some of the other shows that just throw it all, you know, at once, um, because it does allow us to enjoy and speculate and stuff every mm-hmm. every week. Otherwise, we'd be speculating about the next season, you know, because we just we would have all binged season two <laughs> or three. I mean, or I guess we might not even get another season, right? So we'll be we'll be just we'll be like sad it was over. <laughs> well, to be honest, um, the, the 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 actors involved um, are all saying that uh, it's up to the fans. Well, um, I think they've set whether we whether, whether we have another other series, whether it's the next generation spin-off of the next generation. Um I, I, I hope we get to see that because um, you know, in this episode we had a nice little scene between um between Sydney and the Forge, you know, Ensign mm-hmm. Sydney and the Forge and, and Seven and Nine. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I, I would love a spin-off. I think it'd be amazing, like seven and nine, it's second command or even a captain even. And, uh, you know, LaForge's daughter, you know, Picard's son, you know, bring some of those characters together and introduce some new ones. Uh, maybe maybe you could have those three characters leave Starfleet and become Fenris Rangers. Yeah, or they join Black Ops or become contractors with Worf as their commander. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> or they could become Section 31. I mean, I mean, the theory was there was a theory going around that uh, Raffi's handler might have been Michelle Yeoh's character. But I, I, I figured... I didn't think that would be it, to be honest. No, it could. I mean, they could have maybe done that if they wanted to. But uh, now it's, um, I like that's Worf. I, I love what they've done with Worf. It's still Worf, but he's he's a little different. Sometimes past, you know, and and uh, I like this Worf. <laughs> he's, calmed down. He's, 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 um, he's still not very much of a merry man, but he's calmed down. <laughs> yeah, he's calmed down a little bit. He, yeah. He'll kill you, but won't be angry about it. You know, he, he'll kill you with... You know, logic. <laughs> you, you know, he, he'll chop your head off and then go and have himself a nice calming calamile tea. But only on Wednesdays. That's it's the only day you, you cut heads off. <laughs> That's great. Oh dear me. But yeah, um, I think for me this episode it's definitely um it's definitely up there, you know. So like out of ten, I'd probably go 
not wanting to go Saga 10. So I don't really want to go Saga 10 on anything if I can help it. Mm. Um, I'd probably go somewhere in the region of a 9.8, knowing yeah. that you're going to go for a 9.8, 5. 5.4, 5.6, 7.8. <laughs> How'd you know? That's exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's it's i like this one better than I've, I've grown to like it more with each episode and this is definitely the best my favorite season so far picard i really feel like it, the star trek franchise in general with strange new worlds um with strange new worlds and then this season i feel like they're finally getting their groove like they're fi finally figuring out they're finally kind of balancing some of this darker more actiony type stuff with you know the star trek elements that we like you know yeah they're getting, they're getting the star trek elements in there now and not changing shit that doesn't need to be changed like the look at the Klingons. um yeah well you know the, could you uh, imagine a wharf look like that like one of those clean answer discovery oh, oh my gosh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it just wouldn't be wharf you know and um, mm -hmm. that, that that that's basically you know the, the Klingons in discovery are what wharf looks like when he gets w pneumonia and he's laid up in a hospital bed for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, moving on, a little, little bit of interesting news. Um, I've just I've just heard that the uh, the next series of Discovery, which is going to be Series Five, I believe, is actually going to be the final series of Discovery, and um, they're holding back on it until next year. So it's going to be released in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I've grown to like Discovery the last few seasons, but it, it is the source spot. It's not Star Trek. Yeah, it's the sore spot in the Star Trek franchise. It's it doesn't feel like Star Trek still. No. It feels more like it now. You know, when they went to the far future, it, it became it felt more like it at that bit. point. Yeah. It, and it still isn't perfect, right? I mean, it's still I mean it's it's not this it's not on the same level as Strange New Worlds or Picard. Um, and I just feel like, and it's a bummer in a way, cause there's a lot of great actors and there's a lot of good stuff going on there, but I just feel like it's like, it's going to be the, like the enterprise of the Star Trek franchise where some people are never going to really like it at all. <laughs> and it never yeah. really quite hundred percent fit in. I think enterprise has been more accepted over time by people. Uh, but, uh, those I, are I've, I've got a better comparison for you. What's that? It's more like the, what was the name of that last, that, that show they did with Robert Carlyle, the Stargate one? Oh, universe. Star Trek yeah, universe. More like Star, what Stargate universe was to the Stargate franchise. Cause yeah. Stargate universe never really fitted with the, you know, tonally. It was yeah. too much. It was so much of a departure from what they did in Atlantis and SG One. Like, never really felt quite like Stargate show to me. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, Star Trek. Star Trek has always been great. The only thing I felt like they need to do is like you know, give it more money. <laughs> And uh, and just, you know, not be too formulaic with it. And I get stuck in a formula. That's what killed Star Trek eventually was it got stuck in a formula and they were always, it was being predictable and uh, and not very, ten you know, the tension wasn't always there and they were kind of getting lazy with some of their storytelling. Um, you know, it wasn't because we didn't get a lot of F-bombs. I don't think anybody was like, I really want to hear everybody start, you know, cursing like Tarantino <laughs> in a movie or something. Uh, you know, we just wanted, you know, just wanted to, you know, up it a little bit and, and, uh, get a little more experimental and that's it, you know? Yeah. And, then, then they, then they make this discovery. I mean, 
the fucking hubris. <laughs> the fucking hubris of the making discovery. How dare they? Well, I mean, I don't understand this. I don't think it's a good idea to go in prequels anyway. Um, Strange New Worlds has been one of the few ones that I felt like has pulled it off. And yeah. uh, but I think it's it's just so dangerous because it's like um you go backwards, there's always this desire of of shiny new thing, right? Of adding new stuff to the world, uh, new devices, new stuff. You know, Star Trek special, they're always doing that, right? For some reason, engineers of the show you watch are always like upping the technology levels for the whole Federation. <laughs> we got new you know, output on our shields. New, you know, we're moved faster in warp speed. Um, but when you go backwards, you can't can't do that, you know, and but but you want to, and people do, right? They went back in Discovery and then they got hologram controls and stuff, and you're like, wait a minute. And they, they also had the um the 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 uh the mushroom warp drive thing. Yeah, you know, they had that, and you're like, Well, how did we not ever hear about this? You know, and then they want to change the looks of the some aliens. Sometimes you need to do that, but there's a big difference in the the level of special effects makeup, for example, of the Klingons back, you know, in the original series, you just couldn't do very much back then to what we had, you know, later. You know, I, I could see tweaking it some, but it didn't need a radical makeover. It's not like I mean, the same thing with Doctor Doctor Who. Doctor Who in the original runs, you know, had pretty low budget and plus it was just you know, there's limits of technology back then. You know, you want to amp it up a little bit. You know, when you get the the new version, but you want to make it so you can't even recognize what a, what a, a Dalek or a, or a Cyberman looks like, right? <laughs> you, yeah. you, you you don't want them to say instead of delete, like you know, control alt delete or something. <laughs> You're like, who's this? Yeah, it's probably, <laughs> probably a refugee from the old um, from the old bad days of oh, what was that now? What was that chat server called back in the day that everyone used to use? Like AOL? Or is that oh, mean? Or it was separate from AOL. Um, never mind. But basically, what 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 we used to do to newbies when they came on, we'd we'd, we'd tell them to push Control Alt and E, and you know, obviously, it'd reboot the computers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't even know why I went in a rant. But anyway, uh, prequels usually a bad idea, and you know, Discovery is it's too bad to see it go. But of all the shows, that's the one I feel like maybe you should just let it go because it doesn't, it's not really fit in with the other ones as much. Well, that's the one thing we got we got 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 from Discovery was Strange New World. So in a way, yeah, yeah it's true. Know. Season two. <laughs> You know, we, we should be thankful for what season two did. And, and, I, I bet, I bet you would be even bigger success though. I love, I like Strange New Worlds a lot, but if you could have done the same approach and done it in TNG timeline, you know, or error, whatever you want to call it, um, I think it would have been even greater, you know, because um, I like the episodic format. It just feels, it, it feels really classic and really well done for storytelling. And I, just, I'm getting tired of um, long drawn out storylines now. Mm -hmm. You know, we have one, 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 one arc, one story arc over one season. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a bit weary of that now. It's getting a bit boring. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't see why, you know, why, why do we have to have that? Could we not have, say, nine episodes a season of something and maybe have um, three episode story arcs? So, so basically you have, you have three stories in one season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, well, I think. There's no rule that every show has to be the same, right? And and I think we need everybody when they went streaming suddenly made every show like each season was a however many hour long movie or something. And it was cool at first because we never experienced that before. 
and uh and some of it was really good but but always my biggest gripe even like some of the marvel shows which i love uh like the netflix marvel shows i i love those shows but i i would be to be honest some of them dragged they felt stretched mm-hmm. out you know and uh um and i feel like a lot of the shows are like that there's a few exceptions strange new world or not strange worlds um stranger things for example manages to shake it up and keep it keep it fresh but most of these shows i feel like you know should should go episodic or some mixture or something the flash the flash and the arrow shows i I think think would have been better off going episodic or just having shorter arcs um, well, I mean, technically they are, right? But yeah, they have long seasonal arcs. And, um, you know, I, I've actually just saw, like, uh, I've just been going through 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 the stuff that I got on this hard drive and just deleted a load of stuff. <laughs> because, <laughs> um, anyway, um, I think we need to move on now to yes. uh, to to um, Wolfpack, maybe. Yeah. Or do you want to move on to Winchester's? We could do Wolfpack next. I almost thought you said Wolfpack. Wolfpack. <laughs> Hey, that's the name. Star Trek Wharf Pack. That's a spinoff right there. Boom. Somebody do that. Yeah, Star Trek's Wharf Pack. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've just yes. uh, got a message from my from my mate about uh, a Discord group that we're setting up. But you know, I'll, I'll get back to him later on about it. Um anyway, um Wolf Pack. Um the, the last episode. Wow, what a twist at the end. Oh, don't tell me a twist though. I haven't I'm not totally caught up. Oh god. Uh, Be vague what a nightmare. Um, <laughs> it basically involves Sarah Michelle Ganger. Mm, I was hoping they would have something with her because I was like, he's not uh, in it a whole lot. So Yeah, but that, that's about as vague as you can get about it without um, without thing. But talking about Wolfpack, um, got, got an interesting thing uh, going on. Um, Nick, Nick Nicholas Yanes or Nick Yanes um, of, of, of the sci-fi pulse.net website um, mm-hmm. recently did an interview with Edo Van Belkham. Um, who, who basically um, he, he wrote the the uh, novel Wolfpack on which the series is based. So cool. yeah, I didn't so, even know it was based on a book. So that's cool. So if you want to go to that, if you want to have a look at that interview, it's over at SciFiPulse.net, and um, you just go to the interview section, and it's like the first one there. It's actually on the front page. It's one one of the, one of the featured interviews on on the front page right at the moment. So that's worth checking out if you if you're if you're big into Wolfpack. Um, but the the story of it is really really advancing. I, I just love the twist with Sarah Michelle Ganger's character at the end, mm-hmm. um, which has me wondering if you know if she is the mother of of the um, of the characters, mm-hmm. you know, of those two main characters, the um, um, the, the 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 Briggs twins, you know, the Briggs kids, Harlan mm-hmm. Briggs and the Briggs kid. Yeah, you know, and it kind of has me wondering if she's a mother sort of thing, or if she's being the one that's making the phone calls. Um, oh you know now that that makes so much more sense given what happened at the end um, well, when she has a meme out where she talks about pedro pascal like showing yeah. where when she, they've worked together very briefly on buffy and uh that was like one of his big one of his first acting gigs <laughs> it was a very small appearance on buffy uh and she said when mother meets father and i was like well why is she mother i don't i get why he's father because he's between Mandalorian and Last of Us, he's like this father figure now. But mm. uh, I was like, "Why are you mother?" I don't understand. <laughs> well, and the, the one the one predictable thing that's kind of happened, uh, which is something that they've been doing, and they've been building towards it since episode one, really, is um, Everett and Blake um, are kind of getting rather cozy together. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got a bit of a we've got a bit of a teen, a, a steamy teen age relationship happening there. 
in 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 the confines of the show. Mm. Um, but it's it's been interesting and and the twist uh, when when you see it, you're just gonna go wow. <laughs> Comes out cool. of and it's that somewhat of a double whammy as well because there's a massive big thing that happens before that that final review as well. So it's you know the, the last episode um, that I seen, which I think it was episode four, mm-hmm. or, was, or was it five? I'm not sure. I've lost count now. Um, definitely the best episode yet, and uh, and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a nine, a solid nine cool. out of ten. I'd give it, you know, what I've seen so far. I can't remember what I gave it last time, but I would up that a point, whatever it was last time. I know I didn't give it as high marks as some of the other stuff because uh, I do feel like I'm on episode four, I think, and every episode it's gotten better and better. And they do some really cool cinematography and and you know directing choices and stuff too that that you know push a little further than what you normally see in the shows. So they do. I mean, I love, I love the uh, you know the, the scenery in it. It's unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's set in California, right? Los Angeles. Yeah, I just that's story set. The yeah. Scenery and mountain scenery. It's just unbelievable. It's you know really nicely captured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And forest fires are definitely, you know, happen a lot in California, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that's what you get for, um, you know, sort of like um, fossil, using using all those fossil fuels and 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 whatnot. Mm-hmm. You get werewolves attacking people and Godzilla uh, and King Kong and and stuff like that. Is Godzilla up here? Is, is he in there too? <laughs> Uh, put it this way, there's a really interesting uh, scene in a swimming pool. Ah, interesting. Um, but yeah, but you know, I, I was I was watching Godzilla versus King Kong the other day, and they, they were going on about this theory that um, that Godzilla Godzilla has only come back because uh, you know we've been using too much fossil fuels and just we've been misbehaving and stuff like that. So Godzilla's come back to put the house back in order. Interesting by killing everybody. <laughs> yeah, by, by by stepping on everyone. Yeah. And gassing everyone with his farts. It's a radioactive breath, not fart. It'd be weird. Mm. Although it might I'm I feel like some I feel like they had a monster that did something like that. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a lot of weird Godzilla monsters that like Godzilla's fault over the years. Yeah, and you know, and you know, we still got Godzilla to blame for Godzuki. Mm. I know that, that was a seventies uh, kid show, wasn't it, Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I saw that HBO Max right now has a big Godzilla collection, a bunch of movies. So I've heard that that someone's doing a series of Godzilla. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's Godzilla or if it's something else, but I've heard that that that, that you know, there is a series in the works. Is it going to tie into the MonsterVerse of the more recent movies? I don't know. I think it might be separate. I've, I've only I've only really heard it. I've I'd, I'd not got anything that's confirmed or solid. It's just something I've been hearing. Hmm. That'd be cool. The voices told me. <laughs> told you to quit listening to voices, Ian. Speak to dead people. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, um. So Wolfpack, I'm you know because I don't want to spoil it too much. I'm I'm giving it a song at nine. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to getting caught up. I mean, I enjoyed Teen Wolf when it came out. Um, this is by the same showrunner. And I think this is, uh, I guess, a slightly more mature version of Teen Wolf, maybe. I, I don't know. It's hard to compare exactly. I mean, a lot of the stuff that's good in this was in Teen Wolf, too. Um, I couldn't watch the Teen Wolf uh, series um, because I basically just had too much baggage to unpack from the Teen Wolf movie. <laughs> so You had to forget about it. It had nothing to do with the movie or anything. So yeah, no, of- but I just couldn't really watch it with it being called the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? I think a lot of people... I feel like 
that's a show that kind of missed a lot of people because it was on MTV and it was called Teen Wolf because um, I don't feel like it's got quite the same following as it probably should have like compared to Vampire Diaries or other shows and um, other like urban fantasy YA type shows. Um, it's definitely, I felt like it was a pretty good and fun show. It got really weird. There's a lot of really weird monsters and stuff that pop up and threats and stuff that's really different. <laughs> well, it's on Paramount Plus now, I think. I think they've actually put the whole series on Paramount Plus here in the UK. Yeah. I'm not sure. But if it, if it is, um, I should imagine a lot of people will probably be catching up with it. Probably, because they, they came out with the movie, and uh, I haven't watched the movie yet. And then, of course, Wolfpack. The way they advertised Wolfpack, though, it seemed like it was going to be a spinoff in the same universe as Teen Wolf, which it was not. But it was a really interesting way to market it. I, I don't know why. I mean, I know why they did it. They were hoping, you know, gets a boost out of it. And uh, I don't know if it worked or not, but... <laughs> But sure. I mean, I'm, I might, I might actually, you know, obviously when, when there's nothing on in the summer, uh, I might check it out then and, and just see if you can binge a season or something. Just give it a try. You might like it. Um, I think it's a good show. I think it's sort of like in between like a darker, more serious, or at least darker version of Buffy or something, you know, with like, you know, a male lead instead of female. But uh, it's got some, some similar dynamics as Wolfpack, not quite as. You know, and it's a little more urban fantasy than, than suspense art. So the next show on the agenda is um, kind of a, a prequel to one of your favorite shows. Yeah, we just talked about prequels are bad. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Supernatural. Love Supernatural. And there's a prequel called The Winchesters, which is about the brothers, Dean and Sam, uh, the main characters in the Supernatural Mother, series. And Daddy. Yep. It's their mommy and daddy. John and Daddy and 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 uh, they're really nice uh, upper middle class upbringing and <laughs> no <laughs> yeah it's when John and Mary meet and fall in love and they join up with some other other hunters and they get their own little uh, monster club and uh, they get a men of letters bunker of their own and uh, it starts off with them trying to find Mary's dad. And it's this threat called the Akrita. These like insect type creatures from another dimension that can, uh, they're trying, they, they like invade Earth every so many years. Uh, and the men of letters have always stopped them, but now the men of letters are gone. So there's no way to stop them. So they're invading. And it's a lot of that. It's the Akrita. It's other random monsters are fighting. Um, and, uh, you know, that kind of hunter stuff in the 70s. So what I don't get is um, when the Men of Letters came into the main Supernatural series, it was a really, really big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, who are this top secret organization? Now, surely if uh, Dean and, and uh, the other ones, uh, Sam, yeah. Sam's uh, mummy and daddy had hooked up with the Men of Letters and had their own sort of like... Uh, their own men and letters or like uh hideout that mm-hmm. you know, surely surely they, they would have learned about the men and letters from their mom and mom and dad yeah so this is the one one of the problems with the show um i mean i like the show overall like i hope it gets another season because i think it could grow into something something really great um but it doesn't for a supernatural fan it's like i like some of the nods but i don't feel like i feel like they you know break away from canon a lot uh which is again it's a risk right you want shiny new things you know whenever you do your stories and you and um you do a prequel you're going to start messing with stuff um so in the in the original series the idea was that um the winchester's grandfather john's uh father was a man of letters but he didn't his family didn't know or at least his son didn't know and he just disappeared one day and that's whenever the the men of letters got in america got, got wiped out so so they didn't know about the men of letters and for some reason a lot of hunters didn't know i guess 
And uh, uh, and then Mary was secretly a hunter. You eventually find out she's a hunter or she was a hunter. And her dad, her family were hunters. So that's, that's staying true to the canon. But the biggest problem with the show, and they say they have a way to fix it and stuff. I'm starting to suspect what it might be. Um, is that, you know, Mary and John were supposed to never, uh, Mary secretly knew about the monsters and stuff, but John never did. And John didn't get it, become a monster hunter until Mary got killed by demon and then kind of fell down a rabbit hole about everything. And when he was raised his sons, he raised him into the hunter's life as he learned it. Yeah. So, I, I've pitched the problem already. What's that? Well, basically the uh, prequel series is set in a parallel dimension. Yeah. And I kind of suspect they may be going that route um, because there are parallel earths in Supernatural, like in story, especially like in later seasons, they explore that more. Uh, but I don't know if that flies. I mean, that would explain everything, but it, it's kind of weird <laughs> to do a prequel story like that. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. There's a mysterious thing. I don't know if I should say there's a mysterious person that's connected to the supernatural show that is somehow connected to the broader story arc. And uh, we've also gotten appearances from a couple of characters too, like like Loki or Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um, that people might be Crowley? familiar. Crowley back? No. We haven't had crowd, but we've had Rowena recently, who is his his mom, that witch character. She appeared. I don't know if you know Rowena or not. She's yeah, I, rem- I remember Rowena. Yeah, yeah. So she did appear in a show recently, the the second to last episode this season. And um, Rowena got- was always mother, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, there we go. I'm so- I'm, I'm remembering stuff now. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, there's and there's potential, right? A lot of monsters, a lot of creatures. They uh, they've been alive for a long time. Like Castiel's was alive, you know, a long time since so the beginning of time, probably. Uh, and Crowley's been alive a long time. Um, but uh, it would be very different, you know, in the seventies, probably. Uh, yeah, they'd probably be in in the body of some twelve year old kid. With, with a bow hat, you know, yeah, you never know. Well, they would be different actors because Castiel would not go into that. Would would have been a, would go into a different body because the host body he gets in Supernatural that was the first time he entered that host body. Yeah, and Crowley, a twelve year old Castiel though, can you imagine the voice? It'd be Am Castiel. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of fun. Uh, anyway, but so the showrunner is Robbie Thompson, who was one of the writers on Supernatural for a few seasons. And um, Jensen Ackles is very involved as a producer and his wife. I put it together. Um, and I, I like I like the guy, especially who plays John. I think he does a great job. Um, the actress plays Mary has been growing on me for that part. Um, actor Carlos and the actress that plays Latika, I think are really interesting or fun additions to the cast. I also think Millie, who is um, John's mom, and she's a she played like a, a sh- sheriff on uh, Vampire Diaries for, mm-hmm. or, or excuse me, on uh, on Legacies, actually, I think, uh, for a season or two. She's actually a really big standout, too, I think, or has grown to be a standout. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the fun thing is about Supernatural is um, if you go back through the archives of, 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 of the SFP now, mm-hmm. uh, we've actually interviewed quite a few uh, Supernatural cast members. Um, not the main ones, but, you know, certainly... Uh, certainly some of the recurring characters mm-hmm. yeah and they're they're often at i met a number of them or we've seen them live at you know dragon con for example yeah, they're, usually they're some cool of them guys. there every year. They're, they're cool guys <laughs> yeah so i mean if you like urban fantasy type shows monster hunting type shows um you know, it's worth giving it a try i think i think you don't even need to watch supernatural to watch it um you might appreciate certain things more but you know you could probably watch it without having seen supernatural 
Okay, well, um, Mark, assuming that you give Supernatural a 10 out of 10, yeah. what would you give this show? I, you know, I think I'd give it maybe a 7.5, maybe a little higher. Not sure. The, the cast has grown on me. I kind I like the ensemble cast, so I would I would like to see more another season. I would like to have seen the second half of this season, but they didn't get you know more episodes ordered. Um, I think it could grow into something, but I am a little concerned by some of the canon choices they make. Like, I feel like they're, I feel like they could make some of the changes. For example, uh, there's a monster called the Jin. You know, they're like genies and stuff, right? You know, from folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Supernatural, what they usually do is they can touch you, kind of put this venom in you that kind of like paralyzes you and puts you in this kind of fantasy state where you can live out your life, you know, some way you dreamed. And um, then they drain the blood out of you and kill you, you know, over time while you're in that state. That and, sucks. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> now, they had a gin in this show, and they actually had a half gin. So I don't know why, but they changed it around where the gin could, like, get into you mentally, like like a telepath-like type character, and, or into your dreams and stuff, too. And they can like kill you by draining your brain or something. I, I can't remember exactly how they explained it, but no blood involved. And um, they still got the tat. They have these like natural like tattoos almost on them and stuff too. They can still have those. Uh, but I'm just like, why did you do that? Like for one thing, you have a half gen in this show. You could, if you wanted to mix things up, just say half gen. You can do that. And then you're not breaking any lore, any canon, and you get to do something new and different because there have been no half gen on Supernatural. So you you can make up anything you want. You know, there's no one, nothing to to counter that. Uh, but but the Jin are actually a very common monster in Supernatural. Like they're one of the big ones, I guess. And there was a spinoff that they there's a backdoor pilot that was made called Bloodlines, I think it was. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And there was these different monster families that controlled Chicago secretly. And one of those families was a Jin. So Jin's pretty rooted in there, right? Um, almost like a clean on, you know. Like it's one of the races or species, or whatever you want to call them, that's that's uh, that's co- should be commonly known, right? Uh, not quite up there with vampires and werewolves, but they're they're a common one. And I just so it feels weird to change it so much. And um, plus Loki, even though it's Loki, it may be Loki, not Gabriel. Uh, it still felt very different in many ways. His weaknesses and stuff. There's just a lot of things where just like. They're, they're changing, they're tweaking things. Oh, another thing is vampires in Supernatural, holy water hurts demons. And that's pretty much it. Holy water doesn't really affect like other kinds of monsters. In uh, Winchesters, um, they can use holy water and, and burn some like you, like you see in other type lore vampires. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a small thing, but it's kind of weird to change. Now, there's a really cool scene with it in Winchesters where... Carlos, who has long hair, you know, like douses it with with uh, holy water and like whips his hair around. And so the water splashes, the holy water splashes on all these vampires. So that's cool. But, you know, unfortunately, it, it also doesn't fit the lore of vampires. I got a question. You know, when they did that scene, wasn't like, um, wasn't like an arbitrary bottle of shampoo and conditioner in the background um, as a bit of convenient product placement? <laughs> No, you know, they missed out. It was a product placement opportunity there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, I like the show. It is I do not like it as much as Supernatural. I wish I did. Uh, but it is a show that I think could grow into it. I don't know if it's gonna get a chance because of the you know, CW being bought out and they seem to be wanting to move more to reality TV. So mm-hmm. it may be just doomed. But um but if it's not doomed, 
I think, you know, if they just kind of listen to fans and, and pivot a little bit, I think it could grow into a really good show um, that can stand up or be up there with, you know, at least close to closer to Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking about shows that, that, that are doomed, I've just, I'm, I'm gutted. I've just learned that, uh, that a show I was very much into uh, as, as um, they've made the fourth season, but they're not going to show it. What's that? What show? Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, I'm gonna have a quick look now. It's on Netflix here in this U- in in the UK, and it's it's a um, it's all set on a train. Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, they they, they kind of um, they made the fourth season, but mm-hmm. they're not gonna show it. Yeah, that stuff needs to stop because <laughs> uh, I feel like that's a that's a trend now of just being like, oh, we made something, but we're not going to show it. You know, they save money on taxes or whatever it is, yeah. like the Nevers. That Nevers, I really enjoy a lot, and I know Josh Sweden is a controversial top person now, and it, which is a shame. But um, but you know, there's a lot of people work on that show. I think the Nevers is a great show. And yeah, but the, the, the good news about the Nevers is the uh, back end of it's now on Tubi. Yeah, but it's but it's not. It is, but it's like you have to watch it at a specific time. Like, like oh, I can watch episode thirteen, like for example, but I have to watch it on March second at six thirteen p.m. or something on Tubi because it streams like it just like an ongoing stream on that channel. It's thirty PM. Is that like some sort of code? I I'm seriously that they they're one of them is six six thirteen. They're all like there's no like even the round numbers, I guess because how they do their commercials and stuff, they really do fall like that. And so it's the most inconvenient way to try to watch a show. It's, it's like it's like Tubi just saw like uh, with all these times of this show starting, are they kind of like coming up with some doomsday code? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I mean. 815 a.m. <laughs> Don't say all those numbers in a row. <laughs> but yeah, so that's so I love Nevers. I have not seen the second half yet because every time I catch online where they tell me where the times are, it's too late. And I'm just like, I, I just hope I can get on DVD or it pops up eventually back on HBO Max so I can watch the back half. Because I just I don't have time to like hunt around for yeah. and try to catch it. You know, that's that's stupid. That's fine way to show something that's already been aired once and there's like a back catalog of just constant like like a syndicated show and it's just streaming. But for brand new episodes, it's just such a waste of just I mean it's almost as bad as killing it. At least I'll eventually see it, but I don't know. It's a shame. Yeah, I mean I, I'm hoping to see I mean I, I can I can access Tubi because I got a um, I've got a VPN on this computer, so I can actually, um, you know, watch certain, you know, some some shows that are in the US um, via, via websites that actually allow it. Um, you know, can I can watch the American version of Netflix if I want to, or or the American version of Disney sort hmm. of thing. Um, so I've got that option, um, and I can also watch Tubi. Well, you'll have to watch it at a specific time in a different time zone. Yeah, so 6.13 p.m. Eastern Standard is like, um, you know, so it's kind of like midnight here. So <laughs> it's fun. That's a shame. And I know it's it's not benefiting anybody because I, have, I haven't really hunted around for it, but I've heard almost no talk about it except that it's this weird schedule on Tubi to try to watch. I've not seen too many reviews or a lot of people talking about the second half of the season. 
and uh, so it's 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 a shame and and you know batgirl for example being canceled after being made you know that's a shame you know there's a lot of it's it's a shame i feel like the woman in in uh game of thrones with the bell shame shame <laughs> yeah um I've, I've just sent you a little chat you know little text message there <laughs> oh thanks yeah all right but you know um uh, you know, so like I, hopefully, hopefully you get that sorted. You know, we can get that sorted out for you. Um, anyway, um, so moving on, um, another show you want to talk about? Um, there's a UK version and a US version. You you you've been watching the US version, what you've seen the UK version, and that yeah. is Ghost, which is um, basically it's a sitcom, but uh-huh. it's a very very funny sitcom. Um, and really, before you start talking about it, I, I just want to very quickly, um, you know, do another plug um, because Nick Yanes. Um, is uh, who writes for Sci-Fi Pulse and does a lot of interviews and stuff. He's a huge fan of Ghost, and um, for the last season, he did a he did a series of articles called uh, "Hidden the Books" with CBS's Ghost, where he um, referenced the characters um, that, that that they used and and um, talked about the, the 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 actual historical characters that they were based on. Um, and it's a it's a series of articles on on sci-fi pulse on that. What we'll do is um we'll actually put the link to the articles um where you can read them into the uh, show description um when, when when we post this show. But you know, awesome. So ghosts, ghosts, yeah, it's a great show. Um, I've not seen much of the British one, but I'm really loving that the um and from what i heard it's you know there's some similar parallels not all the characters are the same there's some different ones that like there's a caveman in the british one there isn't a caveman in this one there is a native american character um and a, and a viking um that i guess would be kind of equivalent in some ways to them to that one um, i think the outmaster in the uh, in, in in the british one as well yeah the scoutmaster is very close to the one that's in the british from what i've seen there's a few one a few of them are pretty close. There's also um um Isaac um I think it's Isaac who is like a like re- like revolutionary war, you know, soldier commander type person and I think there's a character that's similar to them, obviously different kind of soldier. Um you know, I don't know. There's there's uh it's there's some significant differences in the, the British other British characters though. Mm-hmm. But um but it's interesting. They they capture some of the similar dynamics, but there's they definitely adapted them to be very more American, you know, history wise. Um uh, like Hetty, who's um kind of a, a ghost of the woman who used to live in that the, the mansion that they're they're in. So she's like an upper class type family from the past. There's mm-hmm. a character that's similar to that one also in the in the British version. And actually the British, if I'm not mistaken, the British actors and stuff in Ghosts uh, were actually like a like, like a troop of actors who all kind of co-created the show. And um and they and they, they're actually been involved in the production of this show. So that might be why it still kind of captures the feel of it a little bit, but it still takes on a very American style. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this young couple <clears throat> move to uh um, to this mansion that Samantha, who plays, is played by Rose McIver, I think, uh, who's she's from iZombie. She was amazing iZombie, mm-hmm. and uh, she's also amazing in this show. <laughs> so, uh, her and her husband move in and um, decide they want to turn into a bed and breakfast. Uh, but she has an accident and she can see these ghosts that live there. And oh. um, yeah, and so they all have very different different styles to them. Trevor is like this uh, yuppie eighties. 
you know, kind of a stockholder or trading type person uh who has who doesn't have any pants on there's a character like that without pants on in the british one too um Sounds and... like that one on me <laughs> is that you oh okay probably based that one on me yeah. they seem familiar there's also flower who is like this hippie type chick who's in a cult and she got attacked by a bear on the property anybody who's died on the property has the potential to become a ghost stuck there and what I love about this show is it's 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 funny, but it's not like a laugh track kind of humor. It, and it also has like really interesting episodic stories um, that they do, that they just craft really well. Mm-hmm. And they also explore they explore the different characters and their backgrounds and their personalities and and help the characters grow a little bit um, in really interesting, fun ways. And they also uh, occasionally like expand the world a little bit of other ghosts or new powers or uh, that's another thing. Some of the ghosts have powers and stuff that are unique to them. They're not like super powerful, but they have like like Thor, for example, can can uh, um, can control electricity to a certain point, and uh, you know, and uh, Trevor can like move or touch things a little bit. But he has like think really hard. So, like he could type up something. But it could take him like an hour to type up like a sentence or something. Um, you can imagine so- his comedy in that as well. You know, it was really straining to think to tap a key on a keyboard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Probably, probably, I mean, it's the kind of nick that idea from the movie Ghost. Remember the movie Ghost, Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore? Yeah. yeah. He tried to, he was trying to manipulate stuff and yeah. uh, couldn't do it because he was trying too hard. And the, the reason he couldn't do it was because he was trying too hard. And he sort of like relax into it and get it done. It's kind mm. of like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it's ghost lore, right? Some of the stuff uh, we've seen ghosts be able to do. But uh, uh, like I think with Isaac, oh, with Flower, if you walk through her, uh, you'll get high. So that's <laughs> so that, not kind of ghost. <laughs> So they all have different things and they can't leave the property line. Um, and they're always looking for ways to kind of entertain themselves and stuff. And they're, they love that someone can actually see them that's living and, uh, and just different hijinks occur. So it's, it's really a fun show. I'm not really big into sci-fi fantasy shows or comedies. Um, you know, I mean, there's a few that I've liked, but I, there are very few that I'm like, even like, um, um, oh, I'm trying to think of one. I can't even think I of one. Like I kind of grew up with them. I mean, so I'm like, you know, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. I think. And in the in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of reruns of uh, shows from the 60s. Mm-hmm. So we had things like the Monsters and the Adams Family. And mm, that's right. Uh, you also had I Dream a Genie. I did like I Dream a Genie a lot, Bewitched, but uh, uh, a lot of those I could just kind of drop in and out anytime. Ghosts actually, these some of them have character arcs and stuff, and like Alberta is always kind of wondering like how she died because she thinks she was murdered and stuff. And uh, Thorfinn has like a past and stuff about how he got to America and how he died and and stuff like that. They all have different pasts, different things that happen. Um, so I think it, it's that balance that they have that keeps me coming back and really want to watch every episode, you know, as it comes out as best I can, um, that I don't usually do for most type of sitcoms really. Ooh, so it kind of, it's kind of got you hooked to a point where you're kind of having to go back and watch it because it's, you know, because you come to it so late. No, I started watching ghosts, um, like a week or two after it premiered. I've been pretty much streaming it. Usually it plays like the day after, I think it's the day after on it's paramount i'm pretty sure Paramount plus yes yeah. yeah i think it's on paramount and so i watch it that way and uh so i have watched it from close to the beginning i didn't know anything about the british show 
And uh, I found that on a different streaming one, and I've watched one or two episodes that way. And there's nothing wrong with it. I just, I just find, I, I just, I'm hooked on the British or the, excuse me, the American one a little more. And it could also be because of you know Rose, who's a character I really like from iZombie. And I've seen her come to Dragon Con and talk and stuff, and so she's pretty cool, and she does a really good job in this one. She's, I, uh, I, I live in Britain, and uh, you know, as you know, and I've not really gotten into the British version. Um, in fact, it's um, it's actually Ben um, Benjamin Cassidy who's um, who's been writing movie reviews for us. Um, that's that's done done pretty much all of the uh, UK ghost coverage that we have done oh, yeah. uh, for the show. It's, I I just uh, I, I'm not really I'm not really a fan of sitcoms. And being a sitcom, mm-hmm. I, I I've kind of like just completely blanked it. Yeah, I'm not either. Usually, right? Except uh, I'm not usually except this show. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's enough plot, enough character arc, enough interesting little tweaks in the in the the lore of ghosts and stuff that they do that it keeps me kind of hooked. And yeah, the only way I'm likely to get into it now though is if I actually catch an episode by accident and it catches me attention and um and I like something about it. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's probably not something I'd go out my way to watch. Well, you should. They're short too. That's what makes it really great for like trying to watch something quick at lunch between work and no lunch break. <laughs> I wish I kind of wish to take Doctor Who back to 25 five minute episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's always a bad thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of Julie, Julie's my wife loves Westerns and there's a lot of them, um, like Gunsmoke, for example, which ran for a long time. A lot of the early seasons were half hour episodes. And, yeah and and some of them honestly were better like they were just more t- tightly there was just a tighter story and it showed me like oh yeah you could write a pretty good drama in 30 minutes probably so maybe we just need a few more of those <laughs> i mean you know uh the 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 the, the uh, police procedural show we used to have a police procedural show in you in the u.s I think it was back in the seventies, maybe sixties. It was called Adam Twelve. Mm, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, that that was only thirty minutes long, twenty five minutes long, mm-hmm. and they got quite a lot of story in, in into that twenty five minutes. So you can, you can, and I think sometimes I wish some of the writers would have those experiences more because then I think maybe our streaming shows that are hour long each for thirteen episodes of one story arc wouldn't feel so stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. uh but anyway that's so ghosts you like comedy you like something slightly supernatural check it out i of, of comedies it's like let's just say i don't want to make it a perfect 10 or anything but i would say it, it's easily a nine so Ooh. yeah yeah i think i think nick could probably be probably be in agreement with you there <laughs> you know he loves his ghosts um see so like um He's done done a lot of stuff on it. So, awesome. um, yeah. anyway, that wraps up another episode, folks. Um, you know, so um, it's been great having you on. Um, it's been been great doing this again, Matt. So I'm just wondering. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking: is is there anything we could do that's a little bit different, maybe future episode? Because you did, we did do that thing for Buffy season season four that you did. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if there's anything we could do that's similar, maybe sort of like uh, watch an episode of um, of an older of an older TV show and maybe review it. Yeah, we could do that. We pick something and watch or, it and talk about it. Just maybe, one episode though. <laughs> or maybe one of our maybe one of our six subscribers over on um <laughs> 
Someone can tell us something we you, you want us to talk about. Yeah, give, give us a, give us a TV show that 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 you like that and 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 a specific effort, episode that you want us to watch and review and talk about on the show. Yeah, sounds we, good to me. We, we're going down the gong it, and you know we you know obviously there's a comment section. You can sort of like can write 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 it in the comment section of sci-fi post.net when we when we post all the blurb for this episode or or you can do it in the comment section on the um on, on the podcast website if you come in coming at us through that um but you know um leave, leave us a tv show um and and a specific episode that you'd like us to have a look at and review and we, we'll do that sounds good yeah. someone's gonna say manimal oh yeah that, that'd that be great the whole season of manimal um, you know <laughs> i i think they should bring that back they should they could do they could do it really good now yeah so we have now whereas uh, the effects to have that then it was usually the same shot repeated ad nauseum mm-hmm. <laughs> footage but simon mccorkendale he played the guy he actually had a face like an animal anyway <laughs> so, uh, he kind of worked <laughs> um, wow i shouldn't i shouldn't insult the dead there uh, you know really but you're gonna get ghosts yeah, ghosts he's in her house. He's going to come back and haunt me. And <laughs> <laughs> um, bring back Arto, man. That'd be another one that could bring. Back. Oh wow, yeah, that was a pretty wild show. Oh, Airwolf. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. Airwolf. I see that? Yeah, yeah. Probably will Airwolf. eventually. Reboots everywhere. Yeah, re- reboot Airwolf and Blue Thunder. In fact, have a crossover episode where Airwolf meets Blue Thunder. I don't even know what. What is Blue Thunder? I'm Blue sure Thunder was another helicopter one, where it was a high tech helicopter. Huh. I don't know if I saw that one. Well, it, the, the series was a spin-off from the movie which starred Roy Schneider. Mm. Um, but the series wasn't really much good. Um, Airwolf was the superior series. <laughs> um, anyway, um, that's all for today, folks. And uh, we'll be back at you again in another two weeks. Ooh. Ooh. All right. See you everybody later.